Welcome to FanR Podcast, a series of podcasts featuring a variety of topics, issues, and events relating to the nuclear and radiological sectors in the UAE and across the globe. This week, the UAE is hosting the International Conference on Effective Nuclear and Radiation Systems, with the theme being Preparing for the Future in a Rapidly Changing Environment. This is being organized by the International Atomic Energy Agency. The conference, which takes place every three years and is now in its sixth iteration, bringing together more than 580 experts and decision makers from 95 IAEA member states who will discuss matters relating to nuclear regulatory approaches to innovation, new and emerging technologies, and international and regional cooperation, amongst other topics. In this edition of the FENAR podcast, we speak to Ms. Liddy Everard, the IAEA Deputy Director General and Head of Department of Nuclear Safety and Security, about the goals of the conference and the topics being discussed. What does the IAEA aim to achieve in this conference? So thank you. Thank you very much, uh, first of all, for your invitation to uh, to provide some backgrounds and uh, to give some views from the agency on this uh, major conference. So this conference is uh, focused on uh, regulatory systems and the objective is to strengthen uh, nuclear you know, safety and security worldwide uh, with the involvement of uh, nuclear regulators. So the objective of the agency is uh, to uh, foster international cooperation, experience sharing, uh, thanks to this, uh, you know, very uh, huge uh, participation uh, in this event. At the same time, we would like to have uh, concrete proposals uh, to move forward. This uh, conference is organized every three years, and then that's a kind of, you know, uh, new uh, milestones for the future. So that's something very important and significant for the agency. We would like to uh, listen very carefully to member states' expectations because the agency is uh, aimed at providing uh, support, assistance, services to member states, and we need this feedback from member states for us to remain, you know, as relevant as possible in the way we can offer services to member states. Today, with the energy demand and climate change, many countries are thinking about nuclear energy as a solution to tackle such issues. In, in your opinion, what do you think will be the potential challenges that the nuclear regulators might, be, might, might face? So first, uh, nuclear safety, you know, uh, relies on uh, some uh, fundamental principles. The first of uh, this fundamental principle is that uh, the responsibility for nuclear safety is first with the operator. So that's something very important to keep in mind when we discuss uh, the missions of the regulator. So this is the first uh, responsibility lies with the operator and uh, each member state is responsible for establishing a robust regulatory framework that includes an independent regulatory body. So this kind of uh, combination of uh, responsibilities is key because that of course implies some specific arrangements between the regulator and the operator. So with regard to the regulator, what is very important is to build a very strong and technical dialogue between the regulator and the operator to be able to have a very efficient, you know, uh, action on uh, nuclear safety while, you know, taking benefit from these respective responsibilities. That's very important. So what is the challenge when you start uh, some nuclear activities is to build, of course, this very strong 
regulatory body, independent, and to uh, give uh, the regulatory body the possibility and the capacity to make uh, its own decision on nuclear safety and security in an independent manner. Not only are more and more countries looking to adopt a nuclear energy now, um, at the same time, the industry is seeing notable technological advancements. We have the small modular reactors that are being developed by uh, different countries, we see. Uh, in addition to other developments in nuclear fusion technologies, as well as the emergence of artificial intelligence. Now, my question is, what is the IAEA's approach to the future foresight in regards to nuclear technology? And how are you working with the member states to make sure that these technologies are deployed by member states in a safe and uh, secure way? First of all, the agency uh, promotes, you know, the safe, secure and peaceful uses of uh, nuclear activities and facilities at large. That means that uh, the objective of the agency is to provide member states with the support they need to develop this kind of uh, activities in a safe, secure and peaceful manner. For us, it's very important not uh, to be an obstacle, of course, of any uh, deployment of this kind of uh, new technologies, because these new technologies, if it's in the in the uh, industrial, you know, uh, area or in the medical area, these new technologies and innovative technologies can provide benefit to people. So that's very important that we can, you know, provide support for member states to be able to benefit from these new technologies. So that's the uh, the starting point, let's say. Then how can we manage? Uh, because there are new challenges, of course, these new technologies provide benefits. At the same time, they raise some new challenges, of course, uh, because we have to learn about, you know, for instance, for new um, reactors, we have to develop new uh, ways of uh, assessing, uh, you know, design safety assessment. So this is something new. There are benefits. At the same time, we need to develop something appropriate to these new technologies. So how can we manage this? First, uh, to strengthen, we need to strengthen uh, the international cooperation on these specific, you know, and new technologies, innovative uh, technologies, because working together will be more efficient, more consistent, and that will, uh, you know, prevent uh, the international community from duplicating, you know, the same processes. So, and the agency with its very central role and unique role with, uh, you know, more than 170 member states can play this role. This is a unique, you know, position uh, for the agency to play the role of a kind of, a, Yes, a meeting point uh, between different member states with different expectations, but with this objective to facilitate the deployment of safe and secure SMRs. Concretely speaking, how do we uh, proceed for this? We, uh, the D Director General of the IAEA, launched uh, last year a new initiative called NESI, Nuclear Harmonization and Standardization Initiative. This new initiative has two tracks, one for regulatory matters, the other one for more industrial matters. On the regulatory track, we uh, work very closely with member states to define how to take benefit from, you know, different uh, licensing processes and to try to go further in uh, harmonization, you know. Uh, and that will facilitate uh, the processes for uh, the deployment of these uh, new SMRs. This is something new. We 
have, you know, uh, with us many member states very, very committed to trying to move forward with the agency because this is the global, you know, platform course, for this. Of course, yes, yes. So coming to the youth, what should the industry do to further attract the younger generation into this industry? I think that um, the most important point will be uh, that uh, the youth is aware of how fascinating, you know, the project in the nuclear sector can be. What I mean is there is something probably very specific to the nuclear industry that could be a bit isolated from the rest of, you know, the industrial activities. I think they will be benefit, you know, from uh, sharing this kind of, uh, you know, uh, knowledge and of course sharing with the youngest uh, generations and not only with, you know, uh, senior uh, experts. So that's something we uh, need to keep in, in mind with, of course, appropriate, you know, measures. You need to communicate with the youth with appropriate, you know, means. So there are, of course, very uh, different means for to do this. And we need to find a way for them to be aware of uh, what could they have, you know, when they join the nuclear sector. Technically speaking, you know, there are huge projects with uh, fascinating, you know, topics, complex, innovative, you know. Uh, there is a very interesting dimensions, uh, dimension linked to the project management. Nuclear projects, this is about project management. There are other very interesting topics linked to humanities and social acceptance, trust building, this is part of the topic for the nuclear. It's not only technical, there are other, you know, aspects. So if you can provide this kind of comprehensive, you know, view to the youth, for them to be aware of uh, what they can, you know, find when they join the nuclear sector, that would be, that would be very attractive. So during, during this conference, we know that there are many member states attending, whether they are already in the embarking stages of a nuclear energy program or considering. Uh, in your opinion, in terms of being prepared for the future, are there any aspects of the UAE's nuclear energy journey that you think should be shared with other member states? Yes, for sure. So when you look at uh, how the UAE proceeded from the very beginning, you know, yes. with, uh, when you started uh, the, the development of uh, the nuclear uh, sector in your country, that's something very interesting, uh, considering it's about uh, how you mobilize, uh, you know, the knowledge from uh, the international community to help develop your national program. So that's something that's uh, very, you know, um, uh, clear that, uh, first of all, the UAE, you know, uh, made the decision to adhere uh, to many uh, international conventions. So to have this uh, international framework as support or yes. basis uh, to your development. Then we uh, observed a lot of uh, requests for the UAE to host missions to take benefit from others' experience and then to build on this to step by step, uh, have a stronger regulatory uh, body, to have some technical expertise from uh, abroad and then to build on this. So that's, I think it's a matter of um, different steps, I would say, uh, from the very beginning with this uh, very clear commitment to in the international, uh, you know, cooperation and what that implies uh, regarding uh, the interactions with other member states. 
you have you know been um, committed to so many major events i would of course this conference is a very uh, good example because uh, the, the audience is very wide from uh, all over the world yes. but uh, two years ago the uae hosted a major uh, exercise so with the convex free so a uh, major exercise to test the, capa uh, the capacity, the global capacity to respond to a major accident. So these are, you know, step by step, very uh, different pieces of, uh, you know, this uh, international co cooperation that strengthen your national, you know, framework. Yes. So the, f the way you have approached uh, this uh, new topic for you, mobilizing the international community, taking, you know, uh, advice or benefit from others' experience. I think that's a, something very, uh, uh, very positive. We'd like to thank Ms. Uh, Lydie Everard for your time. Thank and you I very think, much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Fanor Podcast. Join us next time to hear more about the latest developments in the nuclear and radiological sectors in the UAE and across the globe.